0: Uh, it's not. Hadn't really been a problem. The problem, you do fine. The problem I have is apparently I take a breath before I start talking. So I get yeah. But like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> well, when you play it back and listen for stuff like that, it's just like, Jesus, we just make a lot of extra, extra noise and hums and uhs. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's just
1: the date's just not there. Mm-mm. I was just like, eh, whatever.
0: Yeah, but I think that's. You got some leeway. That's not like a IPA or something. Where yeah. You probably got a timeline on it. got, uh,
1: yeah, um, Figured. my parents are in North Carolina and, um, uh, they're bringing me back like all kinds of stuff. You send them with a list to, uh, a list of stuff to buy? Sort of. That's just one half of the receipt. That's the other half. Jesus. <laughs> got some, some high wire.
0: At at this point, how much of it really all kind of tastes the same to you? Where It's, the, the, it's got to be the chase, right? Yeah, yeah. Micro brew releases that, yeah, you, know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, they're just bottling up 10 kegs worth. Or, that's how yeah, much they have much. on tap of the bar. Yeah,
1: yeah like, um, usually, you know, my parents don't know what they're looking for for me. So usually they'll put me on the phone with the guy that works there. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that was working there was like, yeah, this one brewery there. Um, how exactly do you say it? He's like, yeah, I think only us and about 16 other stores may have this brewery. So, it's right.
0: like, all right, give me some of that then. <laughs> yeah. When it's something like that, what does that four pack cost? Because I, like I just bought this Rally Cap, Akuna Matata, and it was at Rouse's, and it was like 13 14 something yeah. like that. Now, I'm not saying I don't have a problem paying $13, $14 bucks for a four pack. Cause he got some decent beers in that range. He got some other um, sketch,
1: but well, here's one that's twenty five bucks, but it's Fontaflora, which is like really like let me see, let me look this one up. Uh, Fontaflora smelling
0: what's that? You gotta get on Untapped too. I'm on there. I just I just use it to take a picture of the label and <laughs> save it in a list. That's all I use it for. I'm it was... But I'm on. But I'm on there. though. I don't rate them because I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I just pipe mark all of them as like this one had a lot of three three and Point seven fives and fours.
1: Okay, yeah, this is a um, triple IPA. So it was, it's a Chester King and Fonta Flora, which are both very big. Like they do a lot of like wild, sour, like funky ale type stuff. Like mm-hmm. not really your traditional, you know, IPA type. Right. They do a lot of the weirder. Like it's not like just straight hops. It's more like yeah, we used this yeast and we aged it in this barrel and we. Added these fruits and it, it's almost more like a wine at that point. Yeah, or a whiskey. Right. But yeah, a lot of the I was looking at the receipt and it's like some thirteen ninety nines, fourteen ninety nines. That's about average though. For yeah, for I mean the most my- I'll pay for a four pack is twenty five. Yeah, the most I'll pay for a bomber is like thirty or thirty five. Yeah,
0: I think the most I paid, I think it was one of the Prairie Brewery. I want to say it was like maybe mid teens or high teens for a single. Yeah, this is not fresh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, gnarly barley. Yeah, don't buy your gnarly barley. You from get that a circle, cake?
0: No, Alexander's. The name doesn't pop up with people buying beers. That's not no. the store name that pops up.
1: Well, you can. Uh, I'll, uh, I like kind of checking them out sometimes because they'll usually have something that I've like haven't seen in a few years. Mm-hmm. and it's like oh this is you know it's like a big boozy stout so it's like okay it's been sh- sitting on the shelf for a while now it's going to still be good to drink even though it's Man. been s- three now had- years
0: <laughs> now you hadn't seen it in three years because it's been in a warehouse in the back of the store yeah. for three years yeah ex-employee stashed it to hide it and uh <laughs> forgot it or quit or yeah and fired the or forgot I was about like, it oh what's this <laughs> manager found it, We got up with this out uh, yeah <laughs> Uh,
1: so yeah, they just, they don't really, I think it's just one of those things, it's like the, coast, the clientele there just probably just buys the local stuff, the fresh local stuff. and yeah. don't really pay attention
0: to anything else. Yeah. Speaking of clientele, went up to uh, went up to Shreveport this past weekend to the air show. We stayed at La Quentin, actually in Bossier City, right across the river. They had a uh, Circle K next to it. And I'm not the demographic for the Circle K in the beer selection anyway. Mm-hmm. they had like like three double door coolers you know like in the store mm-hmm. it was all the uh <clears throat> your bud lights miller lights michelobes in every size they make <laughs> and then they had like the beer cave in the corner so i go in there it's more of the same they had like yingling like a case of yingling on the shelf yeah it's like okay so that's where they put that that type of Stuff, so whatever I was looking for was probably with that for whatever that says. <laughs> That's basically all that was there. Uh, they had a Shiner IPA four pack top shelf against the wall in the back that was like almost above my eye level, yeah. And so I grabbed that, <laughs> and it wasn't bad, yeah. It was drinkable, yeah. I mean, but I don't even know where like the Heineken's were. I mean, this was just tall boy, bud heavies. <laughs> kind of place
1: we were at the spanish moon one time and i got a Bud heavy and my friends were like what happened to you because <laughs> i was drinking a Bud heavy and not right. like a pbr uh-huh i was just like hey man it's cheap i think it was like uh the spanish moon christmas party so yeah. they had like uh bartenders from other bars come in and uh, bartend, and then all the employees like drink for free, and then like the guests drink
0: like super cheap. I actually, give them like a Friday or Saturday off just to yeah cut loose instead of a Sunday evening. Right, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, we used to go to uh, Alligator Bar. i off of Bayou, Paul, on Sunday, but that's where all the service industry folks worked, bar doorman, mm-hmm. bartenders, and stuff. That's where a lot of them would go, and they like go eat at, like a calendars or something. Throwback, yeah. Oh, well. And then uh, end up down there. It was always an interesting place. Because back then, I think it's all paved now. I think the whole road's paved. Back then, it was still in the gravel section. So you're following the Windy Bayou, Old Perkins Bluff, in the first right. There's a fire station on the corner now. They just built in the last year, but it used to be gravel. If you stay on it all the way through, it winds. It follows Bayou Paul. I think it's Bayou Paul or Manshack maybe. It follows it all the way to Highway 30. It's, it's like Manshack Bayou Road or something. Actually, a few years ago, when the uh, Williams plant down there in Geismar had an explosion, this is like going back like five years maybe. They closed um, Highway 74 and Highway 30. So the only way I could leave work to get home. Was to go down Highway Thirty toward back towards LSU, yeah. but to go back there, but Bayou Paul I had to take Bayou Paul and follow that windy ass road back to back to Bluff to get a, to get out of
1: there. When I first got the the Miata, I went down Manshach a few times to get out of the house, take it on drive, get used to the car. Probably the one of the better roads to drive.
0: Yeah, probably one of the few.
1: Yeah, whenever I went, I would. There was one time there were a couple of sport bikes. There's one time it was like a Charger or Challenger and something else. And then there's one time it was another group of Miatas.
0: A Miata meetup? Yeah. They got a lot of... Uh, I pass by that every day going to work and from work. And uh, since they built that fire station on the corner now, they gave a lot of the bike riders a place to park. Mm-hmm. So I've always... Generally, there's always two or three uh, bike riders loading up there. That's the downside with that road is there's so many blind corners. Yeah. A lot of bicycle issues. And I know one time back in the day, they had a guy, I think in a pickup, came around... Like over the center line and hit like a pack of like eight bicyclists oh. and I think it I think it killed a couple of them and it pretty bad yeah. yeah it might have been uh, an impaired. that might have been an impaired driving situation. True, but that road you got to look. You just got to yeah. watch for that. And, you be really and it's careful. a dri- It's a driveway every hundred feet. Yeah, all the way down it too. I got a message. Uh oh. A missive from him. pull them. I'm Mike Holmes. I guess we'll do some introductions here while we're waiting on Dustin to call in.
1: I mean, it's always going to be the same people. Most of the time, it's uh, Mike Holmes and Matt Carley. We'll, we'll figure it.
0: out a better name for this podcast <laughs> as we go. Yeah, Project X or whatever. Yeah. Dustin is going to call in and uh, regale us with <clears throat> his Camaro driving. And anything we say on this show is probably not correct. <laughs> we're just throw that caveat out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're very opinionated. <laughs>
1: Hello.
0: Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, this Dustin. Yes, sir. Hey, glad you could make it.
1: Glad, uh, glad to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. You sound, you sound like uh, you're not quite sure what exactly what to expect.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys, what do you guys talk about? What do y'all do?
0: Uh, so far, we've talked about uh, the tremendous beer list that Matt's got going with his <laughs> folks in north carolina <laughs> yeah i regaled them with my boring story of uh beer selection at a circle k in shreveport
1: really yeah yeah we haven't gotten to uh doge yet so
0: yeah we haven't got to yeah we <laughs> haven't got to that yeah. yet so we, we well, saved uh, it for it you ain't
2: looking too pretty so you <laughs> might not want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah we
0: don't we don't we haven't got to the hot the next hot uh investment new, tip yeah new hotness so how, uh
2: how long y'all been uh having a podcast
0: Ah, uh, this is episode number three.
1: Yeah. So, so you're in the That's top good. three top three
0: of the episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, Sweet. we just uh we just get in here and ramble for about an hour or so. Yeah. And then edit out all the ums and ahs and blanks. Kind of started releasing it onto the world with zero promotion, mainly just to the group. Oh yeah. And uh I guess we should probably uh cut it loose to a wider audience.
1: At some point, yeah.
0: Host it. it's on uh hosting it on uh anchor that's who anchor. uh i haven't heard of it yeah they uh they're a spotify deal so okay uh that rss feed i posted in the chat group if you subscribe and then paste in that rss feed that'll get you to all the episodes oh but uh like if you search us in spotify we're on there i found us today so a minute ago no. So what's the uh, what's ahead. the name? Uh, right now, it's Mike and Matt, Matt and Mike interview. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> right. perfect <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's a that's a working title yeah. right now. I, I see. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but we're just uh just chatting about just general bullshit and beer and autocross or alcohol in general i guess i know something about one yeah. and enough to be dangerous about the other
2: well uh about beer i mean i i helped create a beer oh, uh, really like, Really? Yeah, that's better than any beer helped.
0: story i got yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: um heard of blue moon yeah yeah i was on the project to uh, actually create that the light version of that called blue moon light sky really um
0: how does that come about
2: yeah so uh, what what I do at, for automation for uh, like we do automation work for plants, chemical plants, food, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so one of our biggest uh, customers is Molson Coors. Okay. And their main headquarters in Milwaukee. And uh, I just got assigned sign on a project. I just finished it a few months ago. Do the automation work for the dry hopping cycles in like their hundred thousand gallon or barrel uh, fermenters or something. Yeah, it was a it, it was pretty cool. It was a long process. They supposedly they already made the beer somewhere in um I think I want to say Denver to get it out there early for like local sale. Their uh, main production is in Milwaukee, and so I was I had a part on that making sure uh, or doing all the automation for it.
0: That's pretty cool. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> I've done a Mr. Beer kit. Yeah. Matt's no. done one or a couple. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did,
1: uh, I did a Mr. Beer and then I did a LA homebrew kit.
0: So Yeah. The, so, uh, so like, like the automation stuff you did, it, that's for like the, uh, the production, like, or is it like the setup? Yeah, the line yeah. or is it the, um, the production of it itself? Yeah. So basically it's the production of it.
2: Um, Essentially, they, uh, you know, they've already designed the beer. They've already bought all the equipment, uh, you know, like tanks, valves, pumps, all that stuff. And right. um, essentially, it's just sitting there. And then I just take that, and write programs for it to, uh, you know, make it work on its own, make it produce beer, you know, so that uh, so that way, you know, someone doesn't have to go out there and manually, you know, like turn on a pump, open a valve, and then, Put in hops or you know whatever
0: is to get all that automated so it'll drop the hops at the right time and the guy can sit there and just watch the control uh-huh. board.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, they just sit there. They they hit a button to start. You know they, they can put in like how many pounds of hops or whatever it is you know that they want. How long they want to like clean the system, flush the system, whatever it is you know. And they just hit a start button and it, we I basically I take it over from there.
1: I need but. that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah right. You, do you think you set that uh, up I'm in, in the my the business
2: shit? of stealing other people's jobs, essentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're leading the robot revolution.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about that today. Someone was saying that in, uh, Miami, I think it was McDonald's has a, uh, an automatic burger maker or something now. Uh, you just tell it what you want, and it makes the burger for you. Stuff like that. I guess uh, they said they only have, like, two employees in the McDonald's now. And then everything else is done by robots.
0: They tried to make me a uh, automated burger maker one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They were going to make me the best quarter pounder maker in the city of Baton Rouge. I fought them all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought them, I thought them the fries and the uh, apple pies was... This, was as high as I'd really like to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: I can't really use one of them.
1: Not a career McDonald's guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're
2: paying higher now. True. Mm, don't don't sleep on them. It's like ten bucks an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah. We oh. haven't got. Gotten- and, and you get you like three points worth. It was they measured your food when they fed you because you got. I think you got a meal if you worked more than six hours. Uh-huh. I like think they fed you. And uh, But it was on Not a good. point, when I did it, it was on a point system. Now, to take you back to where I was, I had a blue uniform that was the polyester shirts. And I think <laughs> the blue with the blue and white striped sleeves and shoulders had just come out. Because I go back to like eighties like starts with an eight, eighty six, seven, <laughs> six seven, six, maybe.
1: Well, I wasn't born until 90, so. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> We're catching up, right?
0: Uh well, we'll be there or, I'm reg- or I'm regressing one of the two. I'm not sure which way it's going. Is the beer project the uh the the more interesting one you've done like that, doing like that process engineering?
2: I've I've also done work at a chocolate plant in uh Milwaukee. That was pretty cool. I think it was like an expansion kind of thing. Oh, no, it was a swap over. They like a just a swap over of automation styles that they were doing. But uh, that was, it was pretty cool just because I could go. I had to go to Milwaukee to install the project and uh, you could buy their chocolate at cost. So I bought a uh, 10 pound bar of chocolate for like 20 bucks.
1: <laughs> Which uh, chocolate people is it?
2: It's uh, Cargill or uh, ADM if you ever heard of them. No. Okay. They um they mostly make so like the end of uh, the chocolate world. They <laughs> they make like the the raw materials. That, well, I guess they make the, they make the meltdown chocolate, uh, like the bars of chocolate that they'll sell to um other companies that you know melted down into stuff like oh, gotcha. like Reese's okay. or Hershey's or whatever. So,
0: well, they're kind of like the chocolate mill. Man. Makes kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they they make
2: it, they make it, and then sell it to whoever wants to use it to make stuff.
0: There's
1: a, a so that was pretty cool. There's yeah. a, a fabric mill in Vidalia. They do a lot of uh, denim and other fabrics. They're they're kind of the new hotness in the denim scene because they use like sustainable fa- uh, sustainable cotton methods and stuff like that. We um, back during this past summer, we went to a cabin for like a dude's trip. Mm-hmm. up in Faraday. And part of me was like, man, I really want to go toward this mill and see what that's like. Cause that's just like, I don't know. I really like fabrics. <laughs> really like yeah. denim, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a horrible hobby to get into.
0: Now I think a lot of that, like watching, yeah. uh, like undercover boss on TV when it's like a, uh, you know, like the, the episode that comes to mind with talking about like the process engineering is like a seven 11, That I didn't realize had like their own manufacturing for like their honey buns and a lot of that store brand Uh stuff. They have their own manufacturing facilities for that. Wow, like in the Northeast and 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 just all the automation that goes into uh, making a honey bun or making the bottle of beer, get routing a package, right? You know, just all the, you know, even just like an office coffee machine that just runs through you know, 18 reams of paper a day and doesn't miss a beat. You know, just the, 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 the you know, I, I find all that kind of amazing that all that gets put together and just, I don't know and about just, that. And, <laughs> and just, every, it just every works.
2: Every time I use a copy machine, it breaks.
0: Oh yeah. I hate printers. They
1: never work. They just <laughs> never work.
0: Maybe I'll yeah. have the common denominator on them. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah,
2: What do uh, you, what do you do, uh Jimmy,
0: I just sell uh I sell steel plate
2: steel plate
0: yeah like to uh, ship builders or plates in, like machine shops and stuff like that. The fabricators end up making like pressure vessels, you know, ship components like angles, mm. rail cars for uh, Union Tank Car. My customer just placed an ice order up in Alexandria for a bunch of plates that end up in rail cars, just stuff like that. It's Everything that gets you know st- plate steel plate gets used in the offshore industry. Mm. What about the gym? Uh the, we can make that. <laughs> let me know cool. I mean if you need if you you know, I you know, I can I can make you bigger than four hundred and five pounds plates. <laughs> <laughs> Custom mortars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: just let me let me know how big the O D needs to be and how big the ID needs to be. And uh I can get you uh I can get you a plate. I mean, I'm
2: struggling at the at the gym. The weights are starting to not be able to fit in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> too many of them so i might need that
0: <laughs> maybe so <laughs> we can get you yeah we can cut you one that uh you know i won't be able to move it but you might be able to move it <laughs>
2: i don't know i'm trying to 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 get back lean again and lose my strength but
0: well, if you had long hair you could just cut your hair but no, you don't so a, i get that reference
2: <laughs> <laughs> i actually just cut all my hair off today
0: oh
1: does that mean you're going to lose all I'm your across skills now? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: no, nah, I'm just trying to lighten it up. I got to, my dad's got weight reduction. I've got to start doing something, you know?
0: There you go. He he's, lost he, a finger. Yeah. I've got to lose some hair. Yeah, he's dropping body parts. That's pretty hardcore.
2: Yeah, it's scary. Some kind of infection in that finger. Uh, they don't know what it was. Yeah. and it's, uh, I know it kept when he, growing.
0: I saw the post where he, uh.
2: He loves yeah, showing guess, it off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it was like, like like I guess I guess him and uh and, and your mom uh at the uh, mm-hmm. hospital when they were gonna go get uh, go get it checked out to see whether he's gonna keep it or not. That seemed to be the gist of the mm-hmm. of the post, kinda reading between the lines a little bit. And then the and, and the way Facebook works and the way I look at Facebook, I never saw anything again after that. Right. And so then when he had the autocross run at NOLA, uh with the uh you know, he's talking about the splint getting in the way, you know, uh commented you know, I guess whether, he, basically whether he kept it or not, kept the finger or not, and, uh, and yeah, then he posted the picture that he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I hope all that, that recovery goes goes well.
2: Yeah. Um. You know, it started off as like on the outside of his finger or something, they got it checked out, antibiotics and this and that, and then it moved into the meat of his mm-hmm. finger, the infection, so then he had surgery for that and got right. it cut out of there. And then antibiotics for that, and then it still spread further to the bone, and uh, so that's that post you saw. They had to decide um, if they were going to do surgery to scrape the bone for the infection, and then have to do I think it was six weeks of IV antibiotics, like three times a day, I think. So it was, if he's either going to do that, or if he's just going to cut the finger off, or that you know from that knuckle up. Right, top knuckle up, and um, yeah, I think I, I was trying to convince them just to you know get the bone scraped because you don't want to lose your finger, man. I don't know that finger's too important.
0: <laughs>
2: and um, is, but, is that uh, is that he, is that his uh, booger picking he, finger? He didn't want to do that recovery.
0: Yeah, I'd that'd be pretty hardcore. 100%. I'd I think I might have traded the finger as well. Yeah, that's um, I don't do good with a long term yeah. IV like that. Cause it's, cause they're gonna want to flush yeah. it like after a few days, and I've had one that long, and I did not like that at all when I wanted to flush it again. Oh, I was yeah. just like, yeah. it's just like just start a new one because I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I'm yeah. I'm
1: out. Last time I got an IV was uh, <laughs> when I went to the ER for migraines, and so yeah, last time I I got this migraine and. It just would not stop, and they ended up having, we ended up going to the ER, and they gave me uh, an IV of Benadryl, and that didn't do anything, so then they ended up giving me an IV of morphine, and that finally knocked me out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I tried to go to work. That'll do you. Yeah, I tried to go to work the next day, and had to leave early, because I just mm. could not stay awake.
2: All right. Yeah, it was
1: wow. um interesting times.
2: Morphine, some serious stuff. Yeah, um, uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it because he wouldn't be able to work. You know, he, he they drive trucks, right? And uh, they wouldn't be able to stay out on the road. You know, any amount of time having to do an IV three times a day.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I got.
2: Um, I was, yeah, I was trying to convince him not to to, to just do that. You know, because recovery is temporary. You know, in and, and a year from now, you're not even going to remember that recovery, but you'll still have your finger. Yeah. Uh, he,
0: what, uh, hey, you did want to
2: go that route. What
0: uh? What happened to it to get to that point? Did he, did he cut it or something?
2: No, they have no clue. Supposedly they just like a guesstimate that deal. it was staff, right? Yeah, some kind of some kind of just random staff infection. But yeah, no, there was no cut. There was no uh, no signs or anything. It was just one day. You know, he was driving. I think they were somewhere in the uh, northwest or something. Mm-hmm. and uh, they started hurting and then swelling a lot, and that was it. There, there was nothing else to it. It was weird. It wasn't like anything caused it.
1: Right, right. It showed up one day. Yeah, I mean, that's,
2: like that's kind hat. of the scariest part to think about.
0: <laughs> like, Super, like, like Subaru uh, Mark with the, uh, with his wrist. Who? Uh, one of the guys in the Subaru group, uh, Mark, uh-huh. he had a spot on his wrist like that. That was like, a, ended up being like a MRSA deal, oh. but everybody was like, uh, was like, oh, it was probably a spider bite. And he's like, it wasn't a spider bite, you know? And then it'd be like, you know, after like the fifth time, you know, which I think it was just for the joke. Cause that was my intent. <laughs> and, uh, he <laughs> was like, he was like, you know, he's like, it was not a spider bite. It's like an all caps and, uh. But he had like surgery on it. It was on it. He had like some, it was a guy into like the meat. It wasn't as, didn't get to the bone and whatnot, but it was a, a MRSA type infection that he had cut. to get surgically fixed. Wow. But, yeah. None, right. of, none of that kind of I stuff's mean, any fun,
2: That It's scary to me, though. You think about uh, you're just, you're fine one day. Nothing happens. No bite, no cut, no nothing. Like, and then, you know, a month later, your finger's gone from that. Right. Something that just showed up.
0: Yeah, and there's more and more stuff like that with the antibiotics. Yeah, that antibiotics won't touch. And that IV antibiotics, mm-hmm. that's usually pretty heavy-duty stuff. So we right. Other... I mean,
2: they gave him like top-of-the-line stuff to get rid of it. Uh, and he's been taking it this whole time, and it just didn't do anything to it. Yeah. So, um, but the other risk, too, is uh, even if he did get the surgery to scrape the bone, it could still come back, and then he has to lose his whole finger.
0: Right. I think I probably would have made that choice and taken the end and moved moved on.
1: Yeah, because you get a
0: prosthetic.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like an ink I pen guess. or something added on yeah. to it.
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah, it's a. Uh, I think he posted a picture of it somewhere. I don't know if you saw it.
0: Yeah, he, he I won't it. look at that shit. <laughs> yeah, he had one posted in the uh, in the thread on it. On yeah, this, uh, video thread. I-
2: yeah, he loves to post that shit. That's like I said.
0: <laughs> if I yeah. show it to anybody that I ask, huh?
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, but it's just a nub with some stitches. And, um. yeah, he had a little splint um, that the physical therapist gave him or something. And uh, it was funny, too, because when we were autocrossing, uh, he was first heat this last weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, I was working grid. And he finishes his first lap, which he got a rerun on. And... Uh, he comes up to me after that, whenever I stop him, you know, giving him a little time to wait for, before his rerun. And he's like, yeah. So I realized that's not going to work. I'm like, what? He's like, when I turn the wheel fully, my finger smacks my legs and, uh, hurts like a motherfucker. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, Oh. because you know, he was worried about hitting in on the, somewhere on the steering wheel or whatever, you know, not, uh, not his legs. And so he had to he had to work around that too.
0: I guess like in '91 or so, somewhere around in there, there, I cut my finger on a table saw. Uh, it was my uh, middle finger, and it just took the meat off the end. It didn't take like the finger mm. off or anything. It was, and it didn't even hit the fingernail. It was the meat under the fingernail, but it barely mm. nicked the bone. Mm. I didn't have a splint or anything; just kind of just taped it and all that. But the end of that finger, I was putting in car stereos at the time. Even like a year later, I'd hit the end of that finger, like reaching under a dash or something, uh-huh. and hit a hit something under there that you weren't expecting, and the and the pain would just start like in my elbow. It was like that much pain. Ooh, it didn't even start in my hand. It was starting my elbow, and I would just have to go sit down for a minute. But it t- it took a couple of years for that to, for that kind of sensitivity on the end of at the end. Yeah, kind of relate a little bit to what he's in for. You know, and it might not be different with it at the knuckle. It might not be as as sensitive yeah I wish him luck with that recovery because that's that's not gonna be any fun any kind still of
2: blade. hurt like hell if you jam it
0: oh yeah no doubt
2: yeah any, any kind of injury to your hands or feet or anything like that like those are not fun nah
0: this is gonna wig me out we might have to move on yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking like man we've been in this uh 30 minutes still haven't talked about All <laughs> right, getting pretty deep in uh terry's finger yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say like you can conference him but, in. Uh, <laughs> huh? I like you can conference him in, and we uh, keep talking about his finger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we can turn around to autocross and ask him how it impacts his uh driving.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but um. Yeah. So I guess what? Yeah, I guess moving on to uh the autocross stuff, you went and did the uh Texas tour.
2: Yeah. So I did the, uh, the Texas tour and uh, the. Second Texas tour the Beeville. Yeah, um, those were both pretty fun.
0: How was that for your first time at one of the national events at the Grand Sport?
2: Um, I I would have to say that I'm addicted. I, I would definitely want to do
0: more. Yeah, um, oh.
1: It seems to be the uh, general consensus. Once you get a one, you're like it's like a Pringle. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah.
2: they just they're they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of competition and um. I guess, really, the, the main thing that's wowed me um, since, uh, really? even since I went, I did my first Houston autocross, uh, like, March 7th or 8th or something, right. and then I did the Texas Tour, um, and just, like, seeing those regions, like, the people that compete over there are, like, top-notch drivers, you know, like, they're some badass cars, badass drivers, and um you don't get to see too, too much of that
0: right. here. Right, right.
2: Because, like, you, I mean, everyone we know here, like, we're like, yeah, we're all good drivers. We're all, you know, this and that. Like, as far as we know, because we're, we are our only competition, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, like, like you and, uh, you and my dad constantly battling it out for uh, packs and stuff, right? Well, then, you know, you go to Houston or the Texas Tour or any of those areas, and then it's like you're battling out for, like, 90th place or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I guess uh, Kerry would be the the fastest guy in our region on it. But you get over to, like you say, you get over to like the Houston region, even just the regular events, you know, where there's like, you know, 12 at that level. And, in the, fall right. off, and the fall off isn't real quick. You know, it's a, a slow fall off after that, you know, 10 or 12 national, you know, consistent upper trophy level talent. I'd like to make it over there. It just blocking, you know, the logistics of getting over there to Houston for a regular Houston event, just for the competition level. Uh, right. It just hasn't hasn't worked out. But uh, I like the the national events after going to a few of them. I guess the the pace of it, I guess, is it's kind of slowed down. Yeah, you know, just kind of understanding how it how it works and. That with the number of people, they they have to do it where you just have to know where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Right. But the main thing that I I guess I wish the locals the locals would do the takeaway would be the uh, like the way the grid operates, not necessarily a dedicated spot, but just the organization of the grid, and that just seems to just to run seamless at the national event, yeah. where it's just like herding cats at a local event. Yeah, I mean, I only did the perso which KG. is completely
1: different because you do your run, turn back, come back around and yeah. do that until you finish. And then you go park the car.
2: Yeah. See that the, the grid is, it's pretty helpful. Um, but also the, the course layout, um, mm-hmm. and just intensity that they have at Texas in Houston. Like they, they send cars out like 15 seconds after another, you know, like, like mm-hmm. where it, at our local events, you know, we'll have like maybe two cars out on course at a time. Even if right. it's like totally safe to send three or four, it's like nah, no, nah, we, we play it safe. You know, um, you make yeah. sure no one spins out, this and that. Houston, they don't give a
1: shit. <laughs> but the, but like they also have yeah, a space for it.
0: Yeah, you have to kind of exactly. Yeah, the thing the thing with the like the Houston local events like it because um, that was the first time seeing uh, like Gulf Greyhound and how big that parking lot was, and. Mm-hmm. And the typical Georgia, um, I haven't done, I have not done, uh, like, a national event. I guess that's, like, a more of a true, like, autocross course like Beeville. The thing is, is that you still get a, you know, in some cases, like in Dixie, you know, you get a a 50-second course that, you know, is one and a half, two times as long as our local 50-second course. So, I just put your average speed from 30 miles an hour up to, you know, 45 or 50 And that's a big jump. And when you don't get that kind of exposure, just to, you know, doing slaloms that you usually do at 30, doing them at 40, uh, you know, like full car width offsets, highway lane changes, like at highway speeds, uh, you know, 60 miles an hour-ish. It takes me a a few runs to get used to that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why I think I I could probably find a couple of seconds if I had three more runs at it. Right. You know, and a lot of those, like the Atlanta region that's running on, you know, Houston region, Atlanta region—that's running on those size lots where they're seeing national size and style course month in, month out. That's another reason yeah. why I'd like to get over to uh, Houston just to to you know see the bigger the bigger course on the bigger site.
2: I definitely agree with that because yeah, after doing the the Gulf Greyhound, um, the Grand Sport Speedway, and the Beeville, like. You know, those are more fun for, uh, you know, our type of cars, like my type of cars, Mm -hmm. the Camaros that are, you know, built for horsepower and speed. Um, and, uh, you know, where like, you know, of course we have an automatic. So our second gear runs out at about second or wow. wow, (laughs) Our second gear runs at about uh, 60 mile an hour. I don't know where I'm thinking. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: and, uh, you know, at our local events, we almost never hit that, you know, um, yeah. And uh, also, I feel like most of our courses here are designed to be slow speed and tight to really uh, ma- mainly to, to not benefit us, but to benefit uh, Miatas and the smaller cars. And that, that kind of sucks, too. So it, it really is fun to be able to go to the bigger courses where they, uh, they allow more speed.
0: Yeah. And you can
2: really
1: open up. There is a lot of site limitation, too.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's just the site limited. limited. I mean, I mean that's why my car'll eat up the local courses and packs, but on the bigger courses, it's just. I mean, GS is right. I mean, if you get a GS in the top twenty, it's... I mean, that dude like drove the wheels off of those
2: Civics. The Civics and uh, GS are
0: really good. Yeah, I don't have a Civic. Yeah, yeah. I um, I test drove
1: one whenever I got the uh, Miata. And just on the street, it felt really boring. I don't know. That's, uh, I was talking to Carry, well, and he was like, yeah, you just got to drive it really hard. And I'm like, well, I, you can't really drive it hard on a test drive, so.
0: Yeah. That's they what I are heard. boring cars. That's what yeah. I've heard. They're not a they're not a good daily driver. They're a good autocross car, but well, that's, it's not uh, a good no, daily I, driver. I was talking to Max about
1: it. He's like, yeah, it's a great daily, but it's just kind of boring.
2: Oh yeah, I would think the Civics are really good, like forty miles a gallon and shit too. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: I fill up every two weeks, but then again, I'm working from home, so I guess it doesn't count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna be getting rid of my car uh, here in just a week or two, um, and upgrading to a a ZL1, oh. and uh, I'll I'm go. I'm gonna be hurting on gas now.
1: Right? Are you? Uh, did you like find my- a? Did you find a buyer? Or are you just like how are you.
2: Carmax in or what? Yeah, cause I'm in Carmax it. Um, last I checked about like a month ago, they offered me like 40k for it. Um, I still owe 42 on it, and so I mean I could pay that off. The used car market's like crazy right now. So it is. You might I'm check.
0: Uh, I- you might check with the uh, Carvana and uh, Vroom Vroom. And I, think I think there's, there's one other. Th- I think Vroom. there's a third one. Yeah, I put mine in yeah, those. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, I put mine in those just for giggles about two months ago and uh, came back oh. at like 12 I think they were both Carvana and Vroom were within a couple hundred bucks of each other but I don't know mm-hmm. like on mine I had the uh that front end I hit that retread on the highway so I had like the bumper yeah. and uh had yeah, a radiator yeah and ins- I insuranced Ooh. it so I don't know what shows up on the Carfax So I don't know if that, you know, know, there's nothing structural with the car. That's why I'd like to explain it if it, you know, comes up because it wasn't anything structural on the car. It was just cosmetic on the front end, like no fender or hood or anything like that. It's just, you know, just the bumper cap and every plastic bit Mm -hmm. between the bumper cap and the motor. (laughs) (laughs) But, But so if I'm getting penalized for that, I'd like to at least explain it, you know, so Right,' well, see a
2: lot of the different sites will offer you um vastly different prices, like like I said, I think it was Carmax offered me forty k, but everyone else wanted to offer me thirty five and thirty four mm-hmm. and like super low um yeah. and then Carmax was forty it's like I don't know,
0: yeah, it's i don't yeah i don't know i'm I'm so, not sure what I'll do car wise I think only got like a year or so left on payments, so I think I'll probably just go with no car payments for a little in? while. I'm not trying to, you know, but I check it out and see what it's see what it's worth, you know. The
2: right offer. Not off trying it. to go to a Miata, huh?
0: No, we don't. We
2: don't need any more.
1: That's Miata drivers. Not a.
0: Not a. Uh, <laughs> now I wouldn't mind one with a, uh, you know, a case swapped one or something like that. Now I wouldn't mind that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fine. So, I don't know. It's all the, like, uh,
1: you see the, uh, the BRZ K swap. <laughs> I don't think so. And that's a thing now. Uh my friend Tyler, he's, uh, he knows the guy that, uh, that the development vehicle, that's a friend of his. Okay. So, um, I think he bought some like TE 37s off of him or something, but, uh, yeah, part of me was like, man, I, that sounds kind of fun, like an SM like bolt
0: in, like 250 reliable horsepower into yeah, it, like
1: an SM BRZ,
0: <laughs> 250 torques. Yeah, For you could
1: uh, always
2: do what Justin did, and uh, uh, was it a Coyote swap his uh, Miata that he Oh did? yeah, I
1: forgot about that. <laughs> um,
2: they had a LS swap Miata at a LS Fest last year. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. what Justin had was a LS swap. Well,
0: yes. His is a coyote. Oh, uh, five. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I'd still do like a K or Ecotech in it. They had one of the, one of the sandbox, mes- one with the sandbox message board. They had an Ecotech in it, but it was like you needed the donor car accelerator pedal. And yeah, because it's electronic uh, for throttle Miata. position. Yeah. put it in a Miata. So you need like those mobile, like they have an wheel motor in it. Like a. Chevy wow. Ecotec, but it was like 300 horsepower. But I don't think it ever. I mean, I think they got it running, like yeah. reliably running, but not up to like take it to events. Right. And Reliability. That um, was a headache for them.
1: John Vitamvis, he did. Um, I said, I think it was the four, the turbo four, the Mazda t- turbo four,
0: and swapped it into an RX8. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember if it was the the server like four. I think it's still like in D... what is that in? Like XM or D Street or, uh, it was or XP? XM Street
1: mod? Yeah. Spend money.
0: Right. Who's <laughs> done that?
2: You don't see uh many uh S M or SSM at uh those tours, it looks like. Well I'm, I mean there's only one.
0: It's, yeah, I think it's
1: more like, it just kind of depends on the region. There's, I think autocross is kind of bigger on the east and west coast because of the sites kind of tend to be bigger. So when you go to those
0: nationals out there, you have more people in those classes. And I think those classes probably tend to uh, attract the more hardcore folks that'll trailer into Lincoln and stuff, but. But I think the East Coast and West Coast probably is a greater concentration of We have a few at a few of them at yeah. local events, and I mean just people of in any general. level. Yeah, because I mean,
1: San Francisco region probably has one hundred, two hundred people at a normal regional event.
0: Yeah, Atlanta was like one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. Yeah,
1: WDCR,
2: Houston, like, Houston's one hundred fifty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like those at a couple of spots on the East Coast just for a regular monthly mm-hmm. event.
2: It's crazy. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I want to go to nationals. At least not yet. That's a long drive just to get absolutely demolished.
0: <laughs> it. I mean, it's the it's you know the best of the best. That, yeah, that show up to it. It's gonna be the hardcore. It's gonna be the hardcore folks. You know, because I got about a, I mean, I don't have time to make a, you know, three, four day every Yeah. few months yeah. to do it. I mean, like Bristol, yeah. if, you, I mean, if you take a week and a half off, you know, Bristol's probably not a bad deal where you catch, I don't think they're doing the pro solo, but they used to, you know, usually have the pro solo and a tour back to back over the course of a week with 4th of uh-huh. July in the middle of it. So typically <laughs> folks at least, you know, at least three days of those would be, you know, an off day of work holiday yeah. day of work and, well, a, and a weekend in there. But they run them that four-day
1: week. As long as I'm slinging grills, I'm not going to get that weekend off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's your Christmas. Yeah,
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
0: got a, we got a blackout
1: on the day after Christmas, um, the last shipping day before Christmas, the uh, July 5th, and there's one other. I think it's like the day before Memorial Day or something like that. Probably. Yeah. So,
0: catch um, some slack on Labor Day. I'm,
1: yeah, we got Labor Day off. <laughs> yeah. I'm payment.
2: pretty fortunate that uh, my job's really flexible and uh, I guess kind of laid back in that aspect. I mean, I don't really take many vacations other than, uh, I guess, for something like that. A well,
0: I'll go on record. I, I have I, an I, issue. I usually just oh. tell my boss what days so I'm going to be there. Be nice, I'll, put that, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put that on record. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm at a different yeah, stage of been- work life than, uh, than y'all probably. <laughs> probably, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't take, uh, yeah. I, I t- when I went to Alaska a couple of years ago, that was the, the first time that I've taken more than just like a day or two here and there. Mm. Cause I took, I think a week and a half. Like, it's like a 10, 12 day trip. And wow. I took, I think I missed like maybe like two work weeks. And that's the most I've took off, at least the full week of that is the most I've taken off that I took off in, I mean, probably like 20 years. So uh, last summer
1: I had, they, they used to have it where your PTO would renew and then it would like every year at a certain date, um, but it didn't carry over. Right. so last year i had like i think seven days of pto left and it renewed at the end of the month so i just took like seven days off and ha- ended up with weekends having like 12 days off of work
0: <laughs> yeah. and i just stayed at home wow. like, and this is what were you do for 12 days yeah. yeah yeah i think ours was uh was like that because i i don't keep up with all that we went to a uh third party so now i can check it online uh like with a paychecks or uh oh, what's i can't remember what the other one is the other big one but uh but anyway ADP. yeah that's what we use yeah 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 we just went to that like last year or, or maybe this calendar year and so that's the first time that i've ever really looked at it because i don't take a time off there's tell how many days i've lost vacation wise because because <laughs> it would roll over like carry over a week for like yeah. and you got like three months to use it but i you know co-worker burns his up at uh in the fall like i'll take every friday off you know beginning of deer season through the end of the year you know chasing deers and ducks and whatever else is crawling around in the woods out there you know and i'll use my few days you know here and there and drive my car around cones in a parking lot <laughs> <laughs> some might say they are equally exciting yeah. Uh, <laughs> the harder explanation is uh, explaining the cars around the cones gonna, in a parking yeah. lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've got a conflict uh, in September, me and my dad, that we're trying to decide if we want to go um, you know, take vacation for uh, LS Fest or Nationals in Lincoln.
0: I think you probably ought to go to Lincoln.
2: See, uh, it, Lincoln would be fun, but...
0: You got an LS in the garage. Like I said, it's all- two of them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got more than two. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an LS uh, fast, uh It's in line delta for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are those like uh, the um, those autocrosses out there? Are they like the good guys autocrosses, where it's just like you can drive the line the fastest, or is it like a more um, more like what we're used to? They're
2: very similar. Um, it's just yeah, like they have different kind of classes. Um, and then, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's like raw time for your class. There's like, you know, professional classes, there's outlaw classes, like, you know, novice and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but like, as far as like LS Fest, um, it's just like classic and vintage, or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, vintage and, um, crap, uh, modern. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, they have vintage, modern and truck. Those are the only three classes they have. So you're competing against uh, essentially everything in there, as long as you have a, a 200 treadwear tire and an LS motor.
1: So it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, um, well, I mean, being pretty assuming, but is there a lot of, uh, like, parity in the competition? Like, is it pretty even playing field or what?
2: Uh, oh, no. I mean, some people have, like, lots of money in their cars. So there's ballers out there, like, uh, and th- some of the best drivers in the country um national champions even from s c c a national champions.
1: oh
2: really um yeah participate in it uh even uh ex nascar drivers oh and their whole family and everything yeah they they go out there and um no it's a it's a major thing um but but then yeah there is a lot of people that you know aren't aren't the greatest per se uh but the other cool part about it is that it's more than just autocross so like at l s s you have two separate autocrosses you have a drag race and uh you have a speed stop challenge um and so each one of those you know how you place in each one of those gives you points and that determines you know the winners and all that uh so it's it, it becomes more than just autocross you know like uh
0: you might have covered it's kind of asked. like you might have covered it's yeah, kind of like, like the optima eat. deal huh you might have covered it but it's kind, of, it's kind of like the optima deal where there's the different yeah, yeah exactly yeah, where, where Optima um, usually runs on a, str- on a on a road course, as one of their yep, op- one of their factors.
2: Yeah, uh, See, LS Fest, I think is actually an Optima contender. Um, so if you win or do good at Op or LS Fest, you actually get invited to Optima. Okay. So and, and yeah, a lot of people that go to LSS do go to Optima. Yeah. Um,
0: and some of those guys that run in like an Optima at the top levels of that are killing it, and they're like national level Watercross. Yeah, I mean, they're Killing it, uh, cam I mean, and, how many? He's like, I mean, a lot of those are cam cars. You get the, you know, the resto mods that are, yeah, a modern Camaro. I mean, it's also like,
1: you know, those people like autocross is what they do. They're gonna find <laughs> every autocross they can. So,
0: right, right, <clears throat> but they also know how to get it around a road course as well.
2: Right, that's what I think is cool about it is that it's not just uh, autocross. It's like it, it's more so about your car.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, if, you're, if your if your car is low horsepower. Uh, I mean, you might do good at autocross, per se, but you won't at the drag strip or maybe at a road course.
0: Right. So, right.
2: Uh, you know, it, it kind of creates an all-around balance, um, I think, on uh, car and driver. Yeah. So, it, it, to me, it kind of adds a little more fun than just, you know, nationals first SCCA nationals, um, just because it's more diverse, I guess. Yeah, but SCCA Nationals, you'll
0: have probably thirteen hundred cars. Yeah, two courses that are like take two of your B vill's times B vill by one point two five, and two of those. Yeah, next to each other, plus plus a test and tune course that's like a forty second, thirty second, forty second course.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, (laughs) I think I looked at off the top of my head. I remember looking at like the twenty nineteen results. I seen there's like Seventy something people in A Street, which is where the uh, the ZL1 would be, the one that I'm gonna buy, right, would be in A Street. And there's like seventy something cars in there. They were all Corvette Z06s, every single one of them.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. That's kind of spec class for some, yeah. Some of the classes. I think my buddy yeah, Nathan was in that.
2: Little little discouraging. There's like seventeen trophies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then but then when you
0: a lot of those times though when you look you know in some cases though if you can run you know like one two three might be tight it might be within tenth fifteenth sixteenth seventeenth trophy spot you know might be a couple of seconds right first so if you can run within a couple of seconds of the of the top guys I mean because generally those top guys are just like an alien anyway they just like get lucky (laughs) I mean they're like killing it at every level of of the deal.
1: Uh, there's one when Kerry was in STR that the class was, There's a difference of like one second. Yeah, between one, one
0: second went to like the 11th or 13th place or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Out of like 15 trophy spots. Right. It's like one second was basically the spread or a second and a half was the spread. Yeah. Out of like 60 drivers. Yeah. That's, it's, that's
1: freaking
2: crazy. See, yeah. I just, I want to get to the point where... uh you know I can go to a tour and be like top ten packs like overall that's what I want yeah, yeah. That'd we, be we, nice. we we
0: talked to james right we we talked to james and he he reminded us when when we were at Dixie it was uh me him and Chris Wooster talking to Rick Cohn and Rick said there's three types of people that come to the autocross the people that are going trying to win the people that are trying to trophy. And the people that are there to have fun, and I think without hesitation, all three of us were like, "Yeah, we're here to trophy." <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that 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 was the first one I went to in eighteen was at Dixie was just to not, not finish last place. Right. And then when I went back <laughs> in nineteen, was to to have a trophy spot, and I ended up I ended up getting that. So I know that 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 accomplishment feeling when when you get that yeah at at that regardless of how many people in your class because there was five in my class and i drove and i drove my way into the second place spot
1: yeah i think um i think the grenada event i was looking at mm. the overall packs and i was like dead middle and i was like all right yeah. i'll take it
0: <laughs> yeah that's where that's where i fell out i think yeah. in all of them all the ones i've been in i'm right right at that 50 percentile yeah it
1: was like right there or slightly above or below. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fair enough.
0: See,
2: I wish I don't know. I kinda need to, to step back and, and appreciate that more. Um but like the way I see it is like I, I don't even care about trophies. I I wanna I wanna win like first place, right? But right. I mean I'm not there yet. And that's the issue. But I mean it takes time and it takes the drive to want to be first. Um but so like my the first Texas tour, uh, I got second in my class, right. and um, I mean I wasn't happy with that. Everyone was like, "Yeah, you trophy, that's awesome." I'm like, yeah, "I, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah well, it's it's like, like any of it. I wasn't first.
0: Yeah, it's like any of it though. When you when you go back and like you watch your video and you're like, "Okay, I left you know three tenths here, whatever here," and then you're like, "You know, I could have done this." Yeah, like I could have been first. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of the frustrating, the frustrating part of it. That's kind of like oh, any yeah. of it, though, whether yeah. it's a local or not.
1: I mean, that was yeah. that was me at this at Evo, and I was like, couldn't get a clean run to save my life. But I was yeah. like, okay, I drove pretty well for you know, not being to an event in seven months, <laughs> right? Yeah, I well, mean, are well, still, yeah, still in the mix. still in the mix. The raw it.
0: time was there. You know, it's always yeah.
1: easier to clean clean up cones than it yeah. is to you know I mean, get up the, speed. Getting, right. Yeah,
0: getting the raw time is fine. You can not hit the cones. Yeah, and do that time. You know <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's, I was pretty happy at Evo. Um, that was my first time ever in the the ZL11LE, and uh, I was beating my dad all day until uh, his last lap. And uh, it it wasn't like we were both messing up or you know he kept hitting cones or anything. It was just. Raw all time was just faster than him until the uh the la- his last lap he got me. But I mean I was pretty happy with that finishing uh second there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it's like I just I really want to be first. I don't even care about trophy. <laughs> Especially at Beeville I finished fifth at Beville in the class and got a trophy and to me that one's kinda like worthless.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd first loser. <laughs> Yeah. How many How many people were in the With class that, at Beeville?
2: Fifteen. It It was the, the most people in one class out of ever at every class. And you ran 30. you ran it in the
0: cam in the cam class. Yeah,
2: cam
1: C.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's cam top thirty. C, yeah. That's pretty good. You you're wheeling, you're wheeling it pretty good, Dustin. I wouldn't. Uh, don't beat yourself up yeah. too much.
1: But the, the
2: other part of it is, you know, I finished fifth. My dad finished sixth. He only finished six because he couldn't stop hitting fucking cones, which is part of it, right? right. Uh, I, I, I kept yelling at him all day long, every day, like, you've got to stop hitting cones, man. Like, his raw times were there, but he just kept hitting cones. And so I only got a trophy because he couldn't clean up his act enough <laughs> on the first day and the second day, you yeah. know? And so I only beat him by a few hundredths of a second. And so that, to me, it's the first time I ever officially beat him, but I hardly consider that a victory.
0: Yeah, knowing that the cone penalty is the difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think He starts driving too aggressive and hitting, like, 10 cones.
1: I think there's a certain part of feeling like, okay, yeah, maybe this other guy was handicapped a little bit, but I was able to match their time, and I think there's think there's something to be proud of there because i remember whenever i was yeah. first starting in like uh zach Lemoyne came to a few events and that was the guy i was chasing and then the first event i finally caught up with him and he was on like uh worn out tires or something but i mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like a couple tenths off of him and i was like all right yeah i i, I, I did it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah maybe between yeah. the 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 cars or whatever you know that's what it takes is you know, you got to run a perfect run, right? The equipment's got to be just right, and all that to to match to catch him on that day. Yeah, right. I mean, because that's all you can compare it to is that day,
2: right? Yeah. I see. I kind of, I kind of see it like if you're racing a national, uh, like a national champion driver, right? Uh, and you and him are competing for first or whatever, you know, like or you just throughout the day, you only beat him because he hit a cone on all of his laps, mm-hmm. but all of his laps were faster than yours by like over a second, you know. Yeah. So you beat him because he hit cones. But to me, it's kind of like uh, I, I don't see as much victory in that.
0: Right. If you had more than a two-second victory, yeah. You know, if you had more than the cone, yeah, difference in there, yeah, like, like you know, it'd be yeah, one thing. Just
2: but one. If he just didn't hit one cone, then he would have won easily, you know. And so to, to me, uh, I don't know. I, I am too hard on that on myself about that kind of stuff. But.
0: Yeah, don't beat yourself up on that. Yeah,
2: it's about fun. It is fun and enjoying it.
0: Yeah. It's, and winning trophies. I think it just comes
1: down to what part of yeah. it is fun to you. Is it the driving? Is it the winning? Is it the trophying? Is it the the, yeah. the people? What is it What is it that's
0: fun to you? Because I will say this. At Grenada and at Dixie and at Beeville, the hanging out on Saturday night was the best part. Yeah. That was the best part of my yeah, whole weekend. the people... Whether I got people the tr- whether I got a trophy uh, or not, fun. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, the, I think the, the calendars, the calendars dinner in Grenada, uh, Applebee's, Applebee's. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the, that the dinner in Grenada, Chris, it was terrible. <laughs> that that was hysterical. That whole evening, <laughs> uh, the the table of whiskeys at Beeville with James, Kyle, Dustin, <laughs> and their whole crew, Kai, everybody, uh-huh. uh, their people. Uh, that was all the best. Right. That's all the best part of it to me. You know, now, don't get me wrong. When I sit down and kind of reflect back on it, that's the best part of it. Most frustrating part of it is going that far. And then having Dez tell me like, why are you here on crappy tires? The wrong tires, solo <laughs> driving. <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, what happened to Dixie? And I'm like, I don't know, bro. You know, I just.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I didn't plan on getting called out at Beville, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely I guess for me it's about the people and the uh, and the skill improvement. Um, I, I guess that's that's what I like to do is work on myself, improve every way that I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, getting it up to uh to yeah you know, the level that you want to yeah. achieve. Yeah, you know, with it
2: because I guess uh if you think about it, um uh, answer this question yourself. Uh, if you were the best there is, you know, you were number one. Would uh would you still feel the same about um going out to every single autocross and having fun? You know, like would you would you still care? If you're you're already the best. You know you can beat every single person out there.
0: I think it would come to sharing sharing the knowledge at that point. Yeah, rather than being the beating everybody. Yeah, I think that's what right. th- that's wh- I think that's where I'm at with it. I'm not saying I'm the best. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I can... I'm 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 more interested in encouraging the the folk the to keep the folks coming back, right? Uh, you know, helping helping people get faster. I mean, I think I got yeah. a little bit to offer in that right. area. Yeah, and way. I'm not saying I got you, I got oh, all yeah. I got everything solved. I'm be wrong, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because oh, no, I mean I, went, I mean I took a starting line school in uh, February, so yeah, you know, yeah. and I was that was just to get a reset on the uh, basics and and I've, to in my enthusiasm reignited in this yeah. deal because you know six months ago i could have walked away from it and just been just as happy right you know gone sh- shot my pistol in the pistol competitions and been <laughs> at the just uh, as happy at <laughs> the, uh,
1: starting line school um <laughs> we did the slum exercise and i had rick Cohn in the car right and uh i did it and did it at speed and all this stuff and he's just like all right, well, um, I guess you kind of know what you're doing, um, so I don't really have anything else to tell you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, was the big tire rack banner kind of a sign of that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that's the kind of thing where you like, hey, this is, you know, like this is. I understand that because I guess the difference taking an Evo, I just took the day one. I think Matt took yeah, I took day things. one and two of it of Evo school and and taking and I, I just took the starting line school um I would think the starting line is probably a little more beginner oriented yeah, it's like hey this yeah. is how you drive yeah. a car yeah where Evo's yeah they expect you to at least know you know pointer cones and yeah. stuff like that there's some there's some assumption there that you've you got a few events under your exactly, belt exactly yeah but it, uh, right. you know, I would recommend either of them to somebody right. that at yeah. any level, really at any level, because uh, Tiger really? Woods had yeah. a golf coach.
1: I mean, it's See- even nice to have, you know, someone like you drive by yourself for so long. And this is kind of the problem I have is I drive by myself for so long that mm-hmm. I develop these habits and tendencies and I don't realize that I'm doing them. Mm-hmm. Right. So having someone else in the car with you for, you know, a couple runs a whole day, you know. They can yeah. tell you, "Hey, you're doing this too early. You're doing this too late. You're... Yeah,
0: or why are you just not aggressive?
1: Yeah, or overall you're... or whatever the yeah, case you're, may be. You're double yeah.
0: steering. You're
1: yeah stuff like
0: that. Absolutely. Like for me, it was just to get a reset on the basics. Yes, yeah, and uh, and I think that I think it really helped me because that's all I worked on. I mean, that's all yeah. I tried to do. That I mean, year, I did it because I, I
1: needed a refresher, and then the you know you have the year membership, which didn't hurt. So. <laughs> Yeah, I would have paid for that anyway. And yeah, I think and also... I, and the free free national. I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to do Grenada again if it happens. But then, you know, everything else in the world went to shit, so... Yeah,
0: I forgot about all that and paid for entries. That's yeah.
1: right. You do get...
2: Does
0: yeah. that expire? I don't think so. No, if you send your instructor, if you send them an email, they'll or send... I think Tara Johns is I don't know if she's still handling it or not, but send an email to your instructor Aww. and they'll uh they'll get you they'll get it taken care of. Yeah, you know? so I should have two by oh, now. Two. Yeah, they're not that yeah, I doubt I've, they're gonna
2: I've lock it. I've done two. Out. I've done two of the uh, starting lines and um I've never used any of the free stuff that I've been given and now that I just realized that I've done two national tours. Yeah. And I paid for both of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because um, I because 'cause I'd send an email to Tara, that I'd gotten, uh, yeah, that I paid if she could cover the driver's edge school. Yeah. I'd go over early for that. I figured I'd be saving them 30 bucks, but she was like, oh no, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess, uh, we'll shoot Dustin. We appreciate you uh, calling. I guess we'll wrap this up. before. we're at a stopping point, try to, we'll edit out all the ums and uhs and faces and get it (laughs) back to about an hour or so. Uh, There's no set
1: time to it, but. We just kind of talk until it ends. Yeah, until I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, until the Matt's the got to get out of here. And I'm right. hungry. And I'm hungry yeah. too.
1: Yeah, I, I, I ate lunch, but I haven't eaten dinner yet. So, right. uh, yeah, it's yeah. been
0: fun. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. And uh, yeah. You know, hope it met your expectations. It's kind of the same old, yeah. Same old bullshit you get at the event. Yeah. Talking with us. So.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been kinda... fun. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me on for your third ever episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: maybe
2: that's if right. we get
0: big oh, we'll have you we'll on it again yeah yeah, yeah let's, it, uh, let's,
1: uh, let's hope
2: you hit it big
0: that's right <laughs> 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 all right dude well we'll let you go we'll see right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna miss the may event or Sunlight anyway yeah so i'll probably see y'all we'll, in june we'll, we'll see at, at an autocross uh, anyway but, uh,
2: uh all right well all right well. uh you have a good night
0: all right dustin all right you too. take care Bye. Bye. Right. bye